Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. Saturday morning and July the 1st, I think it is, and it looks like it's going to be a hot one out there, and we've got we've got a full studio for a change. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. How you doing? Doing great, just trying to stay out of the sun and trying to drink water. I got the phone right. Go ahead have... and answer that. Yeah, this may be our funkiest start Hello. ever on the show. Okay, thank you. We don't ever say never. <laughs> It can get well. Worse. I understand we're on the air. Ah, uh, that's great. Let's get her going then. All right, we didn't. Uh, something's going to happen in a minute and a half, though, and I'm not sure what well, it's we'll going to be. Just kind of play it by ear, I guess. I guess. Listen, I'm excited to see what's going to go on in Chicago today. Yep, it's uh, it's going to be exciting. We're going to talk to uh, um, Ryan Clary. Okay, Tyler, call. Tyler says we're ready to go, and so uh, or, or we're coming across fine. So, uh, all right. So we just had a. Goofy start to the show. Now, uh, Ryan Clary is going to call us, I believe. Isn't he from Chicago? No, I'm going to call him. Okay. Well, we're going to communicate. Uh, did you get us a guest this week, Greg? Well, I thought I did, but I really do. I got us <laughs> a good one. A real good one. I think so. A man that helped us win the Daytona 500, Mr. Dave Mark. Yeah, Dave Marcus is a great one. We uh, haven't talked to him, I don't think, in a couple of years. We might have talked to him last year. I don't remember. But Dave's a – I had a guy tell me last week, I don't remember who it was, but he, he said that uh, his all-time favorite paint scheme was the real tree, the camouflage car that uh, Dave Marcus had back uh, back in the – I guess that – what was that, the 90s when y'all were racing. And uh, that was a good-looking car. But, yep, Dave's a good one. He's been retired now for quite a few years. Uh, famous for wearing that Goodyear cap and mm-hmm. the uh, wingtip shoes. And he still does. He <laughs> <laughs> probably does. But so, you know when he looked the prettiest to me? When was that? When he was in Penske's Cam 2 car. Hey, he looked real pretty. <laughs> well, he'll be glad to hear that, I'm sure. Pu- pulling us to, to win, to finally win a Daytona 500. Absolutely. We run second about well, anyway, I don't know how many times. Yeah, that was, uh, in fact, Bobby Allison thanked him in the victory lane uh, for uh, helping him draft up on Buddy Baker until Baker's engine blew and y'all won it. And uh, I think Mark was even a lap behind, but he was in that blue number two, blue and yellow uh, Rod Osterlin car. And, yep, that was a big day for y'all. And plus, but, yeah, we got a. Chicago coming up, and this you talk about a level playing field. I think right about now, uh, I'll check my television schedule here, but I think right about now is the first practice they've had on this thing, other than a lot of people uh, doing it on the simulator. They've um, shown it over and over and over on television, and it, it's such a nice-looking place. I find it hard to believe they're just going to use it you know, this weekend. I don't. I don't think there's any. I don't know of any other races scheduled there, but uh, at eleven o'clock this morning, 
uh, Xfinity practice and qualifying. Of course, that'll be Jeremy Clements is up there, of course, and um, in Chicago, and that will be on USA at 11 o'clock. And as far as I know, that'll be the first time they've been on this thing. And it's uh, 2.2 miles around Grant Park in downtown Chicago. And, uh, of course, I've spent five years up in Chicago in the Secret Service. And if you, when they show aerial photograph uh, aerial shots of this thing you'll see a whole lot of softball diamonds and those softball diamonds um i used to coach a i the irs lady softball team okay it was crazy i mean they didn't use gloves and the ball was bigger than a regular softball i have seen those and it was it was real soft yeah i mean you couldn't hardly hit a home run it was like hitting a beanbag almost but they were uh they had a a, uh, a league of U.S. Uh, government, like the post employees. Yeah, well, uh, agencies is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay, like the I don't think the Secret Service had a team, but IRS had two or three of them. The postal inspectors had one. FBI had one. Uh, now, am, it, am I right in thinking this was slow pitch? Yeah, it was slow pitch, and. Uh, but it amazed me that you could always tell these IRS agents and secretary females and everything because their fingernails were all messed up. <laughs> you just can't do that with uh, and maintain fake nails. Or I guess that's what they did. They take their fake nails off to play. I don't know that for a fact. But uh, they did one of the teams need a coach, and I, in a, a weak moment, I said, yeah, I'll coach you. And, you know, I, I don't really know that I – did that much? Did, did you do it just because it was a female team? Yes, <laughs> I, I figured that. But what I, I figured to prepare that was it. But what I was going to say is, if you look from these aerial shots of this racetrack they they put together, uh, right as they go down, well, you can look down and you can see softball diamonds everywhere. But right as you go, I, I remember specifically ours were right across uh, uh, Lake um, Lakefront Drive there, where uh, I think it's turn four. Is going to be where they come off of uh, Lakefront and go more towards uh, the loop. And uh, you can see a bunch of softball fields there. So, anyway, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great oh, – something's happening on the screen over here. I don't know if Tyler uh, – yeah, he's, he's doing some stuff. Okay. So, I think we're going to be back on schedule here. But at least, uh, at least we're on the air. But, yeah, that's uh, 11 o'clock this morning, as far as I know, is the first uh, time they'll be on the track. And after that, looking at the schedule a little further, I usually do this at the end, but I'll do it at the beginning. NASCAR Cup practice and qualifying is at one thirty, And then the Xfinity race is at 5. So uh, today, just leave your television on USA uh, because everything is on USA. And tomorrow it will go to uh, uh, NBC and uh, with IndyCars first and then followed up right at, uh, I think, 530 by the uh, by the Cup race in Chicago, it's going to be a full day of racing plus Formula One in the morning from Austria. So uh, let's touch on a couple of things here. I'll get this out of the way early. You know, we do a lot of uh, well. Let, let me interject this real quick before we quit talking about Chicago right okay. now. I had fun this week explaining to my friend Daredevil, who's calling me right now, so I can't answer him. <laughs> But uh, I explained to Mark what an actual layout of a road course was because he had no no visual like we would have to understand exactly what a road course was. 
and and that that was fun trying to get it across to him. Well, it's I wouldn't even categorize it more as a street course because this right. is in the middle of a city with manhole covers and all that stuff, and uh, where a road course you can lay out a road course on country roads that, like they do at Le Mans, like uh, like they're having the twenty four hour hours of a spa is this weekend for those same cars that ran at Le Mans. That's that's pretty close together to 24-hour races, yeah. but uh, that's what's going on. We won't be covering Spa, but the point is you got your road courses, uh, temporary road courses like Chicago, and they've done it many times, but not for stock cars. Right. And the uh, um, temporary road courses out in the country like Le Mans where they, when the race is over, a lot of those streets are used, uh, almost all of them are used for just regular. Local uh, travel. Exactly. So, uh but anyway, let me touch on this real quick. I got some other things to say about Chicago, but uh, they did run Pikes Peak last year. Uh, last last year, week. Last week. And uh, Robin Shute was the winner, and he went up that thing in eight minutes, uh, 40 and eight tenths seconds, or eight one hundred seconds. And I think he's, uh, I tell you, I rode up with him last night because I wanted to watch it, and I tell you what, it is, it's just it's still just as crazy. You know, Paul Dallenbach told us last week they'd taken some extra uh, measures to uh, uh, make it a little bit safer, but uh, I really didn't see it. <laughs> I, I mean, there was nothing that was going to stop one of those cars. Those little orange fences like you see at a construction site is not going to slow down a car uh, weighs a ton or so. Doing a, yeah, before, can, before we go this a little bit further, I, I do want to lay out a, a real big thanks to uh, uh, Randy Finley, uh, long time guy you know been around a long time and he he knows he knows this stuff well okay let me finish what i was talking about um so anyway we talked to paul and he's won pike's peak he's been a record holder there before but this you know as we mentioned last week he having trouble even getting his car started well he had a lot of trouble getting it started evidently i don't know if he got started at all um but there were 86 cars I'm sorry, 66 cars entered at uh, Pikes Peak, and he finished 64th. And all it says next to his car, number 98, in the open-wheel division, is uh, DNF for did not finish. So I don't know if that's a DNF or a DNS for did not start, but I didn't call Paul or get in touch with him this week. I figured he'd had enough trouble, and uh, we'll catch up with him later, maybe next week or, or next year for sure. But... Uh, that's it for Pikes Peak this year. Nobody got hurt. Crazy racing. But if Tyler's got this thing working, and I believe he does, we're going um, to take a break and come back and talk to uh, uh, Deb Williams. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. 
You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. We know your weekends are busy, whether you have to take the kids to ball practice, mow the lawn, clean out the garage, or just lay around and take naps. Saturday mornings are filled with important stuff. Start your Saturday morning off right with a Saturday sports report here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The guys will recap everything that happened in the sports world over the past week and get you ready for what's going on this weekend. Whether it's high school sports you love, college, or the professional ranks, the Saturday crew has you covered. So tune in Saturdays from 7 to 10 a.m. for the Saturday sports report with Matt Castillo, Josh Green, Caleb Horton, and Tyler Fleming on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Thank you. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel. Located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, sounds a little more like normal now. Thank you, De- uh, Tyler. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. But I was going to say thanks you to uh, jumping right in there when I was trying to talk. Uh, <laughs> good morning, Deb. How you doing? Good morning. I'm just fine, thank you. How about yourself? Well, we've got off to a rough start this morning. If you'll notice, uh, I can't get the folder to open on the desktop that's got your uh, that's got your race cars going by your uh, your lead okay. in. So. Uh, Whatever it is, uh, sorry, I'll try to get it fixed by next week. But how are you well, doing? Well, that's okay. I, I was going to say, I'm fine, but that's okay since I'm not at the track this week, and I'll be back at the track next week. Okay. Where are they? Atlanta next week, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, uh, how was Nashville? I mean, it was a, uh, looked like a pretty entertaining couple of races to me. Three races. It was. It was. That was my first time to the Nashville Speedway, and it's a, a beautiful track and beautiful facility, and everything was, you know, along that line, it was great. Uh, unfortunately, if I found stuffy, it's because 
it was so cold in the infield media center that it adversely affected my sinuses. So I've been uh, having, I guess, a touch of a summer cold all week, but I think I'm about to get it licked. Well, you sound fine, so uh, whatever, whatever you're doing, don't move, <laughs> and you sound great. <laughs> um, I tell you, one of the, before I forget to uh, mention it, and uh, because I was, I talk about uh, uh, racing a little bit on Monday mornings on another show on the station here, and I forgot uh, to, in, to mention it all. That was one heck of a lick that Ryan Blaney took. Uh, probably, you know, this has been a, a year of two or three really hard hits, and that that was another one. He said that's the hardest he's ever hit anything. Yeah, well, that was a direct head on hit into the inside wall, and there was no safer barrier there. So I'm sure that we'll see a safer barrier on that wall when we go back there next year. And one thing I wanted to mention before we go on was I thought moving the night race or moving the race to starting at 6 uh, central time in the evening and going into the night was definitely a good move because midday on Sunday, the heat index uh, there at the track was 102. Mm. It can get hot. But, yeah, back to Blaney, back to Blaney. That was definitely a, a really tough hit, and you could tell that he – it. it you know, it really affected him because he took a while getting out of the car. But I think it was just because there wasn't a safer barrier there. And, you know, lots of times when they initially installed the safer barriers, they were always on the outside walls. Right. And what has moved them to certain inside walls through the years is when they've had, and it, unfortunately it's kind of like the intersection where you always want to stop light or the, the traffic light and it doesn't get put up till there's a bad wreck. Right. So that's kind of what's happened with the inside walls when it comes to safer barriers. You know, it's, once they have a hit there, then they look at it and go, yeah, we need to put a safer barrier there as well. Yeah, I kept waiting for him, uh, you know, to somehow get it at an angle or, or spin it around or do something, but it just it's, it's like it never took hold or anything. It just well, straight, said straight he, in. He said he wouldn't take any, he couldn't get any bite when he was trying to turn it. Well, that doesn't surprise me, and, you know, it was a strange set of events all the way around because Brad Keselowski said after he got out of his car that, you know, when he went to shift on the restart, he got hit so hard in the rear mm-hmm. that it knocked his car out of gear. Yep. So then that triggered everything, then it was a bottleneck, but, um, you know, I'm just glad that, that Ryan Blaney's okay. Yeah, me too. Uh Ross Chastain got the win, and I don't know, uh, he, he sounded pretty contrite in victory lane with uh, talking about his uh, past transgressions, and he is who he is, but he's listened to his crew members and his family and uh, all the people around him, and I you know, I guess he was trying to say to become a better person and, and handle the, the situations he gets himself into differently. And, uh, I mean, you know, he... As far as I could tell, watching on television, it looked like to me he ran a good, clean race and uh, and just did a good job winning. He did, and I think that what that race showed, it showcased his talent and how when he can stay out of trouble, the talent that is there. And, you know, if you'll recall, they raced for probably two and a half, three laps, three wide, and never touched each other. And then that one maneuver he made late in the race where he shot between two cars and cleanly came out on the other side when he was trying to put distance between him and Martin Truex Jr., 
you know, that was an extremely talented move to do that. So uh, I don't you saw the post-race uh, interview on TV. I did not. But I can tell you he was quite excited when he came into the Enfield Media Center. He brought his guitar with him, and he put it on a stand next to his chair, and he had a piece of the broken watermelon on his lap the whole time. That, <laughs> well, he was munching he was watermelon doing the watermelon during interview. his interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, um, uh, I noticed also when they they never really showed it, but I could tell what they were getting ready to do when he, you know, they, they the way they're doing it now is they're interviewing them right after they, you know, climb out of the car after their burnout, and then there's like another interview once they get to Victory Lane. And when they did the Victory yeah. Lane interview, they set up a little, they had a little pedestal and a, a, a thing, uh, it looked like a, almost like a lamp with a hook on the top of it. So they could hook the guitar to it, and it would be standing up next to him. I, I saw yeah. him setting it up. I don't, I, I don't know if that's the same thing they used in the media center or, or what, but you could tell it. It was is. I'll, a- I'll send you. I'll, I'll send you a picture when we get off the air uh, that you can talk about of that I took in the Enfield Media Center. But okay. uh, you know, both networks now do that interview after they do the right. burnout, and then they do another interview in Victory Lane. And then, before they get to the Enfield Media Center, they have to do the post-race with NBC. So, it is sometimes an hour and a half to two hours after a race before we ever even get the driver in the Enfield Media Center. And what they'll do is they'll go ahead and bring in the winning crew chiefs, usually first, so that person can get back to post-race inspection and then the, the winning car owner or an executive from that team will come in if that person doesn't come in with the crew chief. Sometimes they'll come in together, and then the driver comes in. And I want to say it was probably 11 o'clock East Coast time before Ross Chastain ever got in the Enfield Media Center because it was midnight when we got back to our hotel room, and we were uh, at a hotel at the airport. So we were about... 20 to 30 minutes from the track. Uh, well, I would imagine that wreaks havoc with a lot of print journalists' uh, deadlines, doesn't it? Well, it would if we didn't have the Internet. But, you know, the Internet's 24-7, just like it was with the wire service when I was with United Press International. So, yeah, I mean, with my editor, for example, at Auto Week, he said, you know, nobody's going to be on the, the web reading after 9 o'clock. So it's like you got to write for the second day and have it up early Monday morning. But if it was the, the old days when we had strictly print, um, yeah, it would already be past the East Coast deadlines. Now, the West Coast wouldn't be having any trouble, but usually your sports sections for your city editions went to bed usually around 11 o'clock. So yeah, I mean, it just you couldn't get it in your, in the newspaper. It'd, it'd have to be a second day deal. Yeah, Deb, if I could if I could just inject one thing, and I know this is going back, we went over it. Everybody in Spartanburg that saw that race, everybody was scared to death over the Blaney deal. But that was one of the best races I believe I have seen in a long, long time. I mean, that was a past, good race. They would, I mean, it looked like they were going at it. I mean, oh, they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no ifs, ands, buts about it. But uh, it was a great race. And uh, anyway, I'll be quiet. No, no, <laughs> no, no Greg, I, don't I agree be quiet. with you. Jump right in. I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. It was a really good race. And, 
you know, I think maybe some people lost sight of the fact, too, that that's actually the largest concrete track that we have on the on the circuit. It's a 1.3-mile track, So whereas Dover's one mile and then Bristol's a half mile. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, it, it was a really good race, and it was a sellout. Um, Crowd-wise, it was a sellout. So well, I think it that. was a win-win situation all the way around. And when we were talking about Ross Chastain, yeah, he has one advantage in his pocket that I don't think a lot of people think about, and that is he has a team owner who's a driver. Now, granted, Richard Childress used to be a driver, but Justin Marks is still a driver. Yeah. And he actually raced in a Trans Am race before the Nashville race. He raced at a Trans Am race either Friday or Saturday, and then flew to Nashville after he raced in the Trans Am race. And he's racing in the Xfinity race today in the Chicago street race. And so he's going to be able to give feedback to Ross and Daniel from today's race, even though the cars are entirely different. You know, he's going to be able to say, hey, that corner's real sharp, and you got to transition here when you go over the bridge, or you got to transition, uh, you know, the street transitions here where they've repaved it. So he can give them feedback after today's Xfinity race that really none of the other drivers are going to have unless they're driving in the Xfinity race. I think it also bears mentioning that uh, this was a home <laughs> home win for uh, Trackhouse Racing since they're based in Nashville, and uh, uh, that was uh, made it especially satisfying, I'm sure, for that team and uh, Ross Chastain and my man <laughs> Suarez, who managed to crash after the race was over. What What about that? <laughs> yeah, he was trying to, to double back to come up beside Ross to give Ross a high five. And <laughs> he got a high five. And there was right. another car that interrupted that. Yeah, I think it was, what was that? It was was that Briscoe or um it was one of it was one of uh Stuart Haas's cars anyway, just piled right into his like ref, uh, right rear wheel well yeah, area. Yeah. And I want to say something. A lot of people are getting confused about Trackhouse being based in Nashville. What it is, Trackhouse Entertainment, which is the parent company of Trackhouse Racing, is based in Nashville. And that's where Justin lives, and, and that's where Trackhouse Entertainment is based. But Trackhouse Racing is still here in Concord in the building that housed Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh which is near the NASCAR R&D Center and the Concord Airport. And uh, Justin actually addressed that. Uh, somebody asked him if he was still planning to move the team to Nashville, and he said that that was not on the table anymore because when he was looking at doing that, now Chevrolet has built its uh, tech center here in Concord, and there's so many talented people and the families. He didn't want to uproot them and all. So it just made more sense to leave the race team here in Concord at its current location than it was when he acquired the operation from Chip Ganassi Racing. Deb, I think we uh, have to mention a, a very tragic thing that happened this past week with uh, Jimmy Johnson and his uh, his family having a just an unthinkable uh, tragedy with uh, his wife's uh, parents and uh, and one of their grandchildren out in Oklahoma. Yes, that really is, is a terrible tragedy, and um, it really shocked everyone in the racing community because initially, the, the first time we had an indication anything was wrong was 
Legacy Motor Club put out a very brief statement that said the 84 car, which is the one that Jimmy drives and was scheduled to drive at Chicago this, this weekend, that the 84 car had been withdrawn from the Chicago race and that Jimmy Johnson and his family requested privacy at this time. And that was all it said. And so naturally, you start researching and, and trying to find out what's going on, and that's when we all found out that um, Chandra, Jimmy's wife, Jimmy's in-laws, had, were the apparent victims of a murder-suicide in Muskegee, Oklahoma, where Chandra is from. So, um, I think it speaks yeah, well the for the team that they would just... Pardon? I think it speaks well for the team that they would withdraw the car and not just put another driver in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Jimmy Johnson well, such a nice guy. Nice he guy. Is, he is. And, you know, they're just he's just running selected races this, way, this year anyway. So uh, everybody, it was the right thing to do. And I think everybody's still stunned or shocked oh, yeah, uh, just at happened. the way that the police are investigating it. Yeah. Uh, and by that, I mean the fact that currently they are saying the authorities are saying that uh, Jimmy's mother-in-law shot her husband, who was a chiropractor there and well known in the community, and then killed their 11-year-old grandson, mm. and then apparently killed herself. So I'm I'm still shaking my head over it. I just can't believe it. Yeah, and I, I think. And I don't know any more than that. And of course, uh, I don't know how much will ever come out. I mean, publicly, he is a public person. They're public people, but uh, you know, you also want to respect their privacy because he is—he is such a nice guy. And coming off a just a wonderful experience at Le Mans, it seems like he had. This was uh, uh, just like I said, it was unthinkable. But it sounded to me like the police had even entered the house. And before it was over, I mean, they heard a gunshot after or at least one, from what I understand, after uh, after they were there. So uh, that is correct. There was actually a woman, and they don't know if it was Jimmy's mother-in-law or if it was someone else made a call to nine one one that uh, there was a woman in the house with a gun, and then the person hung up. And when police got to the house and they went to the front door. They found one person in the hallway near the front door, and then as they entered the hall or entered the house and identified themselves, that's when they heard the gunshot in another part of the house. Mm -hmm. Well, let's end this thing on a a little more pleasant note. Uh, Real pleasant for Deb, as a matter of fact, as she is leading our point standings after Nashville. Deb's got 31 points. Ronnie, you're right there with her at 27. Lanny's got 25. I've got 22, and Greg, you scratched last week, and you're up to three. But you know, keep digging. Who knows what might happen? You might be, you might be bringing home that uh, Nelson Crozier Cup if you get hot. I hadn't gave up yet. We got a lot of racing to go. All right. Well, let's get that's our. That's right. We're going to give you a waiver. We're going to give you a medical waiver. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> give me a moment. <laughs> well, I tell you what. I tell you what, Greg. We'll just let you go first, since uh, you can have anybody you want. Uh, nobody's ever raced this track before, so you know who knows. I don't want to go with the twenty-four because that's that's kind of like. Well, well who do you want to go with? <laughs> let's go with let's go with Bowman. 
Bowman, that's an interesting pick. Okay, he doesn't get chosen very much. No. Uh, Deb, go ahead. You're leading, so just pick one. I want Almondinger. Almondinger, boy, that's not bad. And he that ain't bad at all. We haven't talked about Xfinity yet, but he did win last week at a, a Nashville for, X, for the Xfinity cars. Um, Lanny, you can text me yours in. Ronnie, who do you like? Well, uh, Kyle Larson has been good to me these last few weeks and let me sneak up into second place, so I'm going to stick with him. Okay, that's number ride five. Ride that horse as long as it rides. Absolutely. Well, I'm a, I'm going to stick with uh, Suarez if he doesn't uh, crash after the race is over this week. That's okay as long as he doesn't crash before it's over. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lanny, if you'll text me yours in, I would appreciate it. Well, Deb, I appreciate you uh, coming on and filling us in on Nashville. I'm, I don't know if you ever considered going to Chicago or not, but it's a, it's a wonderful city. I should be on their Chamber of Commerce. I like Chicago so much. But um, uh, well, it, I wish we had gotten to talk about Chicago today because the um, the, the logistics that has gone behind, in on the behind the scenes for this race. It's just unbelievable. I had uh, I was very skeptical about the race when it was announced, but now that I've learned the backside and everything that NASCAR has done on the back end, um, I'm just amazed and well, anxious to see it today. Deb, I'll give you, you you can have a couple of more minutes if you want it. Okay. Well, well, first of all, I have to say, you know, there's condolences to a contractor, an electrical contractor who was uh, installing some lights yesterday at a, a place on the facility, and he was electrocuted, and oh, unfortunately no, no. he did not make it. Oh. Um, but on a, a more pleasant note, um, I think the drivers will find out that the track is a lot different from the one that they found on iRacing. And um, NASCAR had a Chicago native who is an executive in NASCAR, uh, Tim Berman, handling all the logistics, as well as Jason Hamilton, who's the race director. And the meeting with them uh, last Sunday morning that Amanda Ellis of NASCAR arranged for five of us was just fascinating. And you can read all about it in my logistical story at autoweek.com. And Julie Giese, who is also the, she was the former president of Phoenix Raceway, and was moved from Phoenix to take over in the same position for Chicago. And she's from that Midwest area as well. And um, the way she has worked with businesses and residents that live in there and all, that they didn't even finish that track, finish closing off the, the roads around Grant Park until midnight last night. Mm. So they worked to try to leave as many open for residents as they could and um it's just fascinating how they've worked everything they even created a website for the locals there where they could go in and read about and get information and ask questions and everything the number of um uh, meetings that she has had in the last 10 months she, she went into that position has just been unbelievable and one thing that businesses are doing is that some, since it's the 4th of July weekend, a lot of them in that downtown area started letting their employees go at noon yesterday mm. so they could start a five-day weekend. And NASCAR has assured the city of Chicago and the residents that the street course and all will be taken down 
to where they will be able to celebrate the 4th of July like they have for decades. Yep, and it's always been a lot of a lot of people in Grant Park on the 4th of July to uh, to celebrate. Greg, real quick. I just want to know, Deb, what's going on with the Wood Brothers? I love them to death, and I just don't know exactly what's going on. Well, as much as I love Jeff Burton and his family, I think we need a driver change. I didn't like him going in there to begin with, but... Uh, Anyway, look, we're out of time. I, I said I, I like him as a person. That's oh, I, what I'm saying. We understand. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I voiced my oh, – you, you said – you mean Harrison Burton? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, I didn't understand that move to begin with, but let's uh, keep that in mind, Greg. We'll talk about it next week because we're up against the break. I gave Deb a little extra time to talk about Chicago. We love you, Deb. Uh, we look forward to talking to you next week in Atlanta and any kind of adjustment you need to make to your uh, – your uh, appearance time, just let me know. Okay, I appreciate it. And everything today, uh, you can watch all of Chicago on the USA Network starting in about 15 minutes. That's correct. And uh, then uh, the rest tomorrow will be on the NBC Network. That's right. Thank you, Deb. We and love Peacock. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All Have right. Bye bye. And okay. uh, bye bye. Who is she, Ronnie? She's the smartest woman I know. We're a little behind. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Finding something delicious to match my mood can be a challenge, but McDonald's kills it every single time. Like when I need something with a little oomph, that's when I reach for a classic and melty McDouble. When I want something with a little oomph, that's when I go for a crispy and juicy McChicken. And with Mix and Match, I can get two faves for just $3.49, like a McDouble with a McChicken or small fries. And now, my mood calls for a little oomph and mmm. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to Start Your Engines, and we appreciate Deb coming on and uh, gave her a little extra time. After our rugged start, we're back on schedule, and uh, let's look at um, let's look at the Xfinity race first, so we can talk a little bit about Jeremy, who had a uh, had another miserable race out there in um, uh, Nashville. He finished 22nd. I think it is pretty much obvious. That uh, and they still have ten races to go. If you think yeah. about it, before the playoffs, so he's got plenty of time to win a race. And but he doesn't have plenty of time to catch up in points. And I, I don't really even think that's possible. I'm actually to see how well he does on the street course. Well, I'm like, yeah, because nobody has seen it before. But going to Nashville, looking back at the uh, um, Tennessee Lottery 250 that was run last Saturday. A.J. Allmendinger was kind of the surprise winner. You don't, he, he doesn't run Xfinity regularly uh, um, like he did last year. So, uh, And it wasn't a road course, but he was the winner. Riley Herbst was second. Sam Mayer third. Austin Hill fourth. Josh Berry was fifth. John Nemechek sixth. Zane Smith seventh. Daniel Hemrick eighth. Cole Custer ninth. And Parker Retzlaff was tenth. As I said, Jeremy Clements... Uh, I texted with him a little bit after the race, and he said they had a crappy car, and it just got worse as the race went on. And I think they lost the brakes. I should have looked it up here before I started talking because uh, he told me exactly what the problem was. Let's see what he said here. Uh, We had a crappy car, came in on the last caution, and the clutch went out. It was the clutch. And he lost more spots because they couldn't, um, couldn't pass anybody on that last restart. So... Well, I think we've gotten so accustomed to seeing Jeremy overperform his machinery that that's just not happening for him this year. No, it's not, and we will. Uh, it will be real interesting under any circumstances on all the on both the Cup and Xfinity to see how they do at Chicago. I mean, we're talking about it over and over, but nobody's run this race before. What if Justin Marks wins this thing? I mean, he's not. That's the only race I've I've ever known him to race that I was paying any attention to. I mean, I don't follow Trans Am that closely. But anyway, looking at the uh, point standings for, for uh, Xfinity, the point leader, and of course by wins, and they take the top 12. Austin Hill is first with three wins. John Hunter Nemechek is second with two. 
Cole Custer is third with one, as has Justin Allgaier in fourth, Chandler Smith in fifth, Sammy Smith in sixth, and Jeb Burton in seventh. Eight through 12 do not have wins yet, but based on their points, Josh Berry is eighth, Sam Mayer ninth, Sheldon Creed tenth, Riley Herbs 11th, and Daniel Hemrick is 12th. As I said, Jeremy Clements is mired back in 19th. He is 152 points out of 12th, and so uh, he needs to win a race. So, looking at that, with that in mind, the 10 races they have left, and you pick which one you think Jeremy could win in. He could win in any of them, but uh, of course they run Chicago on a course today that nobody's ever raced on. Next week is Atlanta. Then New Hampshire, Pocono, Richmond, uh, Michigan, the road course at Indianapolis, Watkins Glen, and, of course, August the, 6th, uh, August the 26th is the last race uh, before the playoffs start, and that's at Daytona where he won last year. So Jeremy, I think, has plenty of opportunity to uh, to get a win. And Well, he has had time. Good, good performances at all these different tracks. He just has to get one nailed down this year. Right. So, their next race, as I mentioned, and it is called the Loop 121, and that'll be at 5 o'clock today on USA. Of course, I think at 11 o'clock in about five minutes, they're right. going to come on with uh, with practice on USA, practice and qualifying for Xfinity, and I'd love to be watching it, but I'm here doing this. So, uh, But I'll get plenty of it, uh, and we'll all get plenty of it later on uh, USA. It's all on USA Today. And, and I think for one quick episode of uh, NICS or Chicago Fire or something uh, after, in the middle of the afternoon, it's going to be all the way until end of the evening. On USA, there will be either Cup or Xfinity Racing qualifying or whatever. So, um, and if you aren't familiar, the downtown area of Chicago is called the Loop. Uh, mainly because of the loop of uh, the the trains, the L, the elevated trains. Of course, Chicago has subways too, and it's goes spreads out, you know, all over for hundreds of miles. But the center section there, Chicago, where um, in the area where this race is today, is the is called the Loop, and the race today is the Loop 121. Looking quickly at Cup. Uh, they ran at Nashville. We talked about it with Deb. Ross Chastain was first. Martin Truex was second. Denny Hamlin third. Chase Elliott fourth. Kyle Larson fifth. William Byron sixth. Christopher Bell seventh. Eric Jones was eighth. Ninth was Kyle Busch. And tenth was A.J. Allmendinger. My man Suarez was twelfth and managed to crash after the race was over. Yeah. Trying to congratulate his buddy. Uh, looking on down the line, there was... Uh, course the nasty nasty crash by blaney that uh he was really lucky to walk away from that was a hard hit on an unprotected wall and it's like i've heard him say before and i think i heard him say this past weekend if there's a spot that's unprotected by a, a soft wall or something a race car will find it and it certainly happened that way this week um looking at the cup point standings of course they take the top 16 we have two uh, with three wins. Uh, William Byron is first in the standings by virtue of the other points, uh, stage points. Second is Kyle Busch. The next two guys have two wins, and that would be Martin Truex third and Kyle Larson fourth. And then we got a whole slew of them here with one win, 
And look how far Ross Chastain went from uh, pretty far back to fifth. He is uh, followed by sixth, Christopher Bell, seventh, Demi, Denny Hamlin, eighth, Ryan Blaney, ninth, Joey Logano, tenth, Tyler Reddick, and eleventh, Ricky Stenhouse. And then the next five have not won a race yet, but probably will. Kevin Harvick was, is twelfth, Brad Keselowski, thirteenth, Chris Boucher, fourteenth, Bubba Wallace has climbed back in there. He's 15th, and Daniel Suarez is 16th. On the outside looking in, and this may be good incentive for you, uh, Kamara Ronnie. Alex Bowman is on the outside looking in at 17th. Ty Gibbs is 18th. A.J. Allmendinger, 19th. And road course specialist and a really good road racer, Michael McDowell, is 20th. So this would be a good chance for him to break out and do something. Uh, we'll look quickly at the trucks. The O'Reilly, uh, no, I'm sorry, let me back up. Going back to Cup, the uh, the race they're running tomorrow is called the Grant Park 220. So you got the loop in the Grant Park, and uh, that's where they're racing in Chicago. Talk a little bit more about that in a little bit when we have Ryan Delaney on the show. He's up there. Quickly for the trucks, they ran the Rackley Roofing 200. Uh, that was last Saturday. Carson Hosevar was the winner. Zane Smith was second, Nick Sanchez third, Corey Heim fourth, and Bailey Curry was fifth. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, they uh, they don't run again until next week, and that will be at the O'Reilly Auto Parts 150 at Mid-Ohio, and that will be at 130 on FS1. Of course, all the truck races are on FS1. Uh, and they've only got three races to go before their playoffs start, so... Uh, they're all on different, you know, schedules as far as the playoffs, and they only take the top ten, the top ten in the trucks with two wins each. Zane Smith, Grant Enfinger, Christian Eckets, and fourth is Carson Hosevar. Two, uh, one win each for Corey Heim in fifth and Ben Rhodes sixth. And then the next uh, four have not won yet. Ty Majeski, seventh. Matt D. Benedetto, eighth. Matt Kraft, in ninth. And Nick Sanchez, tenth. Stuart Friesen on the outside looking in. And, um, like I said, they've got three races left until their playoffs begin. And um, that's going to just about do it for trucks. We're going to take a break at the top of the hour and have a really good second hour and uh, talk to Dave Marcus as soon as we get back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. This is the place to be. Listen to Spartanburg Vikings football right here. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. In NBA free agency this morning, ESPN reported that Max Struess is headed from Miami to the Cleveland Cavaliers on a four-year, $63 million sign-and-trade deal and that the Los Angeles Lakers have agreed to a two-year deal with free agent center Jackson Hayes. On Friday night, Memphis Grizzlies guard Desmond Bain agreed to a five-year, $207 million max extension. Indiana Pacers guard Tyrese Halliburton agreed to a five-year max extension that could be worth up to $260 million. Kyrie Irving re-signing with the Dallas Mavericks for three years at $126 million. Guard Fred Van Vliet heading from Toronto to the Houston Rockets on a three-year, $130 million deal. Baseball Friday night, the Arizona Diamondbacks defeated the Angels in Anaheim 6-2 despite Shohei Otani's 30th home run of the season. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. 
A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipe burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting clients' needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing services and solutions tailored to fit your unique needs and preferences to help clients reach their personal and business goals. When you're seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. Welcome back to the second hour of uh, Start Your Engines. I have to chuckle because it's at least we're on the air, but it's not quite as good a start as we were hoping for. As uh, I called Dave Marcus and his wife, I assume that was his wife. Uh, he's out. He's out in the garden someplace, Greg. So uh, <laughs> I left our number with him, and uh, maybe he'll call. I have a sneaking feeling he will. There's, there's no doubt about it because I hope it's quick. Because we got somebody scheduled after him, but uh, we'll we'll we're pretty good at adjusting on the fly. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I hate for him to call at twelve thirty. Well, I won't. He won't even get 
We ain't even here. We're not even going to answer the phone if he calls at 12.30. But anyway, you know, it happens. And uh, Dave's a good guy. We've had him on before. And I'm waiting on the phone to light up. And uh, she's probably out with the screen door open yelling, Dave! You know, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, we will move along. And we've got some other things to talk about that I'll stretch out as much as I can. Um, of course, ARCA ran last week. And they ran up in... Uh, uh, Elko, New Mexico, oh, New Mexico, Minnesota, and it was the Menards 250, which was uh, won by Jesse Love. Now, Jesse Love has won four of the seven ARCA races, and uh, he drives for Bill Venturini, so it looks like Bill might really have latched on to somebody here. Uh, second was William Saulich. Third was uh, Sean Hingunari. I tell you what, they got some names here that are testing me this morning. Fourth was Connor Jones. Fifth, Andres Perez de Lara. Sixth, Dave Callahan. Seventh, Tony Constantino. Eighth, Willie Mullins. Ninth, Tony Breitinger, the Victoria's Secret model. And tenth was Christian Rose. Um, Frankie Muniz, Malcolm in the Middle. We all remember him. He didn't have too hot of a race. He finished 16th. But from what I understand, he wants to, next year, if he can, move up to either trucks or Xfinity. Perry, you know, speaking of Venturini, you know, you just can't, I mean, that's excellent. Excellent. But what happened to, to, to his daughter? I think, you mean Wendy? Yeah. She, as far as I know, she's not doing the, she's not doing the pit road stuff anymore? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Uh... You're as pretty. <laughs> well, she's... Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Maybe she's on maternity leave or or, or just quit. I, I, I don't I don't know. I had, I, Honestly, I haven't missed her. But I don't usually watch all of the ARCA races, and sometimes I only fast-forward through it. But uh, anyway, let's look at the point stands for ARCA. Jesse Love, obviously, is the point leader since he's won four races. Malcolm in the middle is second. That's Frankie Muniz. Third is Andres Perez de Lara. Fourth, Tony Constantino. Fifth, Christian Rose. Sixth, Tony Breitinger. Seventh, John Garrett. Eighth, Jack Woodner Relation. Ninth, A.J. Moyer. And tenth, Brad Smith. And if you remember Brad Smith, uh, he, years ago, bought all of James Hilton's equipment, and he still paints his car in that red with the yellow, bright yellow numbers, uh, as James Hilton did, of course, all of that equipment's gone. I don't think they probably have any of that left, but it is sort of a legacy holdover, more or less, from James Hilton. So I always, always kind of look to see how Brad Smith's doing. He never runs near the front, but he's been consistent enough with no top tens this year so far, but he is 10th in the point standings. I miss James Hilton. Uh, that was sad. I was talking to him, talking about him to somebody the other day. Whoever it was that told me that Dave Marcus had the prettiest cars, the one that I was talking to James Hilton about, talking about James Hilton with. Um, but their next race will be next week on the 7th, and I believe that will probably be next Friday for the Zenser Smart Coat 150. That's either uh, paint or apparel, whatever a smart coat is. Uh, that will be at 6 o'clock. Yep, that's next Friday on FS1. Of course, all the ARCA races are on FS1. Now, here's one that's really interesting, and we're going to 
take up a little bit of extra time here. I didn't bother, uh, I hope that's not the right word, bother Mike Hill, but we've talked to him so much, and I thought I'd let him have a rest this week. But they did, um, the Penske uh, Porsche won the race at IMSA, the IMSA race last week at um, Watkins Glen, the six hours. But after an inspection post-race, and by the way, Penske's car passed uh, the uh, BMW of uh, Nick Yololi and Connor DiFilippe, who, uh, of course, Connor DiFilippe was on uh, with Tyler back during the, in, uh, the BMW golf tournament here in Spartanburg for two years in a row. But uh, it looked like BMW was going to win the thing outright, but with like three or four minutes to go, uh, the Penske Porsche of Matthew Jaminet and Nick Tandy got by him and won the race. They were about two minutes to go when um, there was a grinding crash. Uh, Bill Alberville, I think's his name, he's an old-timer. He's 55 years old. He's been around a while, but he's a really good driver. But he had a hard hit and ended up flipping his uh, car several times. And the race ended under caution. And then, um, actually, I talked to Tyler every uh, Monday morning about the race, the, the races the previous weekend, and we had just mentioned how uh, his uh, DiFilippi came so close to winning the race and got passed by Porsche right there at the end that I got a text from Mike Hill telling me that the Porsche had been disqualified and uh, Connor DiFilippi does get credit for the win. And uh, third was... Pipo Durrani and Jack Aiken in the, uh, the Wheeling Engineering Cadillac. Well, they got moved up. They were on the podium. Well, they got moved up to the, uh, the second step for, um, for their uh, now second-place finish. And the fraction of, a, of the splitting of hairs, I mean, I don't know if this is fair. I mean, I'm glad it happened because I pulled for Wheeling so hard. But this, uh, it was like a millimeter or a half a millimeter or – I mean, just in some incredible measurement on a, a, like a skid pad or something I assume to be on the bottom of the car uh, was just like an infinitesimal amount, not thick enough. And they took the win away from Penske. And also, not only did they take a win away, I think he got hammered for 75 points and a bunch of money. I can tell you this, the point standings in IMSA, he is in 53rd place now. From uh, he would have been first, so it cost him like fifty-two positions, and you know, that's the way the cookie just, crumbles. I'm just happy for Mike Hill in that Cadillac because that thing gets it done, and Mike Hill gets <coughs> it done, and he's from Spartanburg. Graduation from Spartanburg High School, but you know, he announced on our show last week or a couple of weeks ago, yeah, because we weren't on last week, that he has uh, resigned from that team. He's not the shop foreman anymore. He said that he's been in racing so long. He's taking a break. I think they're still calling him up for advice, and he's definitely not done with our show. But we've had him on like three weeks in a row, and I just said, you know, let's let Mike rest this week, and we'll get back with him. But uh, he's the one that texted me right after uh, last Monday morning, right after I got off the air with uh, Tyler and told us that, uh, told me that the uh, Penske Porsche had been disqualified. So the points. In IMSA right now, the WeatherTech Sports Card Championship, 
The Wheeling Cadillac is out front by 64 points. That's Pipo Durrani and Alexander Sims, although Jack Aiken was uh, the other driver up at um, uh, Watkins Glen. But they are leading the points. And, buddy, if they can just stay there, uh, they're coming up to uh, they got races left at Canada and Lime Rock and Road America and Indianapolis. And then they ended up in November and rode it. Uh, rode it I said Road Atlanta. I meant Road America. Then Indy and then Road Atlanta to end the season. And we, uh, man, they won it like two years ago. And if they could hang on and win it again this year, I really don't think they're going to have to worry too much about the Penske car. If this, uh, or that there's, there's more than one Penske car, but the one with, uh, Felipe Nasser, uh, who used to drive for Wheeling, I don't think we have to worry about them because uh, if the penalties are upheld, and I don't know why they wouldn't be, the uh, other than it's Penske that got penalized, and he has a way of uh, coming out on top a lot of times. But it uh, would appear that uh, he is going to have a long way to go to even make a dent in uh, getting back to uh, anywhere close to the top of the standings. So. From 53rd, it's a long way to first with uh, not that many races to go. Uh, second in the points is the team of Nick Yololi and Connor DiFilippi, which is, uh, of course, that's the BMW. Third is, uh, um, well, it's not Nick. It's, uh, well, it says here Nick Tandy and Matthew Jaminet, but I don't think that is correct. Next is uh, Sebastian Bourdais and Ringer Vanderzandi, and third is Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque. But anyway, the main thing is that uh, Wheeling Cadillac is first and the BMW second, and that's good, good for us and good for uh, Wheeling Cadillac. And like I said, hope they can hold on. Their next race will be uh, next weekend, next Sunday, at Bowmanville, Canada, for the um, Chevrolet Grand Prix. The um, yeah, that we'll have some uh, some television information about that next week on the show, and uh, that's coming up uh, next Sunday. Next Sunday in Canada. Hopefully, they can stick it out up front again and uh, and have a good result. IndyCar, IndyCar races tomorrow, and I watched some highlights on YouTube last night of practice and everything, and they're uh, they're all over the place with uh, cars sliding off and. Some really high speeds on a, a nice long course. Uh, they will run the Honda Mid Ohio Indy 200, and that was uh, that's scheduled for three o'clock tomorrow on USA. So just as soon as the US as the IndyCar race is over, they will go straight to uh, Chicago for the stock car race. So it's a good afternoon of auto racing. Uh, Indy on USA. Switch over to NBC for the stocks. And um, you got a full evening of auto racing. Plus, we'll get to this in just a minute. We got Formula One as well in the morning at uh, Austria, so you can make a day of it. Pretty good break there between Formula One and Indy, though. The points for Indianapolis as of uh, their last race. Alex Pillow is leading the point standing. Second is Marcus Erickson. Third, Indianapolis 500-mile race winner Joseph Newgarden. Is third. He's uh, 81 points back. By the way, Pelo has got a nice 74-point lead, so he's sort of cruising along there looking really good. And uh, fifth is Scott Dixon. Sixth, Scott McLaughlin. 
Seventh, Alexander Rossi. Eighth is Will Power. Ninth, Colton Herta. And tenth is Lyle, Kyle Kirkwood. We um, go a little bit further here and see that uh, Roman Groshan is 13th. Santino Ferrucci driving that main A.J. Foyt car is uh, 16th in the standings. Oh, looking on down. Helio Castroneves, I was noticing last night, is just having a miserable year. He's not he's not hitting on too much on any of the series, you know, whereas only two years ago he was winning Indy and, and 24-hour races and, uh, you know, just tearing it up. But I'm not saying that he doesn't have it anymore, but I think he obviously does. But his uh, his situation for Meyershank Racing seems to have uh, cycled around to the to the negative side for him right now, and we'll see if he can get back on top. Um, Takumo Sato is 28th, and uh, Stingray Rob is 27th. So uh, we are going to um, look back down here, and that's about it for IndyCar. They will run next, as I said, uh, tomorrow at 3 o'clock on USA. Quickly uh, for Formula One. They're going to run the, Austria, uh, the Austrian Grand Prix tomorrow at uh, Spielberg, Austria. That is uh, at 8.55 tomorrow morning on ESPN. Of course, the point standings there, I mean, it's a laugher because uh, Max Verstappen is running away with everything. But he's uh, um, leading the standings by 69 points over his teammate, Sergio Perez. And they're the only two people with won any races so far this year with we're stopping taking six of them, and Perez, two. Um, Fernando Alonso is third. Lewis Hamilton, fourth. His teammate, George Russell, is fifth. Carlos Sainz is sixth. Seventh is Charles Leclerc. Eighth is Lance Stoll. Ninth is Esteban Ocon. And tenth is Pierre Gasly. Um, tomorrow morning, almost 9 o'clock, call it 8.55 on ESPN. So uh, that's going to do the, all the standings and that's what happens when a guest doesn't show up. I've got two segments to go and uh, we're still not, working not, on not enough to talk about. <laughs> we're, still, we're still working on him. Well, we're going to right now, we're going to go to uh, um, a break and come back and call Chicago and talk to Ryan Delaney and see what's going on in the Windy City in the loop. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. 
Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Hey, everybody, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings from 7 until 9 right here on Bump and Run on Fox Sports Barnberg 98.3 FM, presented by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your local rain specialist here in Spartanburg County. Join us as we talk high school sports, South Carolina, Clemson, USC Update, Wofford, all the stuff that matters to you, and we have the best guests. Join us weekday mornings from 7 to 9 for Bump and Run here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM on the Fox Sports Spartanburg app and on our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, speaking of money, here's the owner of the station and today doubling as our on-the-scene correspondent, Ryan Delaney. Good morning, Ryan. Hello, Perry. Thanks for having me. We just got out to the track about 10 minutes ago. I was trying to find a halfway quiet spot to talk to you guys. So it's it's going to be a great day. We just got a little bit of light rain, so hopefully that'll that'll go away. The Xfinity cars just went out five, ten minutes ago. Well, now, and, are, they, uh, are they running on rain tires, or is it raining that bad? Well, or? I think some of the guys are. It was really, really light rain, um, and I think, and I just walked off pit road, so I didn't get a chance to see it, most of the cars, but I think they're probably going slick now because it hasn't stopped raining, um, but they certainly have them, and the forecast is, you know, as is typical for scattered thunderstorms this afternoon, so it's pretty likely that if it's not a downpour or lightning, they'll be on rain tires at some point, but right now it's uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's a little bit warm and humid, but uh, they've done a great job getting this course ready. We came out yesterday, and they had a lot of work to do yesterday with the, the stand, the spectator stand, the seating, and uh, I can tell you this, they worked pretty well through the night and got it ready, and it looks beautiful. This is a pretty spectacular race course now that, you know, from scratch to what they have today, it's, it's pretty awesome. Now, the, the um, it, it, this is actually the first time they have been on the track, I mean, like within the last uh, 
15 or 20 minutes. Is that the first time they've been out there? Yes. No on-track activity until this morning at 10. You can, uh, Xfinity's got 50 minutes practice. Then they'll qualify. And then the cup cars will do the same practice qualify right after Xfinity. So because of the fact that they had to deal with, of course, all the street closures and getting the scaffolding and the stands up, they really pushed the timeline together to where all on-track activity will be today and tomorrow. And then they'll they'll be done, barring some terrible weather, which I don't foresee it being uh, a total washout due to torrential downpours. So it's uh, they got it compressed pretty good, and there's a lot of folks down here, and uh, it's pretty exciting. I I'll say I was a little bit skeptical when we walked yesterday because they had we did a track walk with some of the drivers, and it's just over two miles, and we walked walked most of it, and it's uh it's going to be an interesting race, I think. I'll just I would just put it that way. Yeah. Ron, did uh, this is Greg. Did, did uh, Trent make the make the show with you? Trent did not, but you know, I'm sure he's listening. As he knows, he he always has an open invitation, and we've got some uh, future race dates on the calendar where we are going to go. So I know he he'll be tuned in for sure. But he he couldn't make it this weekend, but uh, but we'll definitely do it again real soon. Yeah. Ryan, you um you walked the track then most of it you said. What do you think about it? I mean, that's uh it it's got to be uh exciting to walk a track that nobody's even driven on yet and uh and now they're out there on it, but it's uh what do you think of it? That's a Well, like, it was you know to the untrained eye as a driver, but I did get a chance to talk with Jeremy and a few of the other Xfinity drivers and there is some new pavement um particularly on the, what I'll call the, the main stretch, the pit road stretch, where it's new asphalt, but it's pretty abrasive, even though it's new paving. And then, you know, it's a mixture of asphalt, and there, there is concrete. Uh, the turns, the right hand, and really even the left hand, I mean, there's 90-degree turns. Turn 11 and 12 coming to the start-finish is going to be, uh, that'll be something interesting to watch when they take turn 11, turn 12, and then come into Pit road entry is pretty abrupt when they come out of that last turn to get on the pit road, but um, most of the guys I talked to didn't think it was it was really going to be an issue. But to me, it looked awfully close to the exit of turn twelve in to make it into pit road. But I don't really anticipate there being many green flag pit stops, if any. Really. <laughs> um, but that you know, so that's all kind of part of the strategy. But the course itself is. For a two-mile course, it's pretty compact. You know, they've got it at the, the green space there at Grant Park, Millennium Park, down towards Soldier Field. Um, so the course itself kind of runs through their the park system, kind of akin to what you know, you might think of Central Park being this big green space, and they just kind of lay the track out over the top of it. This area is not quite that big, but they did use their whole park system to have right. great right. fan plazas and everything. Ron, if I could inject, you know, the 90-degree turns, mm-hmm. and I've done heard about that. That mm-hmm. is going to be, though, a 90-degree turn, that, that is a problem. That, is, that yeah. has always been a problem. And there's more than one. And there's more <laughs> yeah, than one. Yeah, right. And then that's when I was talking about 11 and 12, which is the, the second to last and last turn coming to pit road to start and finish. Those are two 90 degrees um, that, you know, if you're hustling to get, you know, get to that finish line or to, you know, lead that lap or pick up points there, I mean, that's where you're going to be hustling into 11 and 12, which that's two 90-degree two turns that are 
in very close proximity. So most of the guys, and there's some really tight sections on top of that. So it's, um, I yeah, it's going to be most of the guys if they could stay if you can stay out of trouble, not unlike any other race, but particularly here if they can stay out of trouble and make it to the end, you got a you got a chance of having a pretty decent day because. I'm afraid some of the guys are uh, not going to be able to stay out of trouble due to no acts of their own. Just the, you know, the guy goes in one of those corners and and he turns sideways in the track. I mean, he blocked all lanes of traffic and then everybody's just stacked up. So I hope we don't see that. Although I, I think we probably will. We're talking to Joe, um, <laughs> Joe, to Ryan Delaney, uh, and uh, he's our pit road correspondent this week and man you're doing a great job out there doing this is this um is this your first trip to chicago uh obviously for a race but chicago itself i, I it's been several years that i've actually had spent a lot of time in chicago years ago i would come up a couple times a year so definitely familiar with the city itself uh but learning how to navigate the street course and the track uh we got here a day alert day early and we we're able to kind of walk around because i mean it's it's a big place, so if you end up on the wrong side of the track, as they say, it's a long walk to get back where you want to go. But we figured all that out on Thursday, and uh, we had a nice dinner with the Clement team last night. And uh, shout out to the radio guys. We had Mike Bagley and Pete Bastoni join us for dinner last night, so that was that was a lot of fun. And we had a big group at one of the notorious steakhouses here in downtown Chicago. And, had a big time. Made it a little bit harder to get up early this morning, but I knew <laughs> I knew I, I knew I had a ten twenty call of you guys, so I got got up bright and early and got a cup of coffee and I was ready to go. Well, I, I can tell you that I I, I spent a lot of I spent five years up there, and I think right. I'd be an excellent guide to take. In fact, my family we went up on a vacation about five years ago when the kids you know were still young enough to to want to go with us, but uh, the um, Chicago is such a wonderful city. I just uh, I envy you being up there, but I can tell you one thing. You could not probably get a better guy than uh, Pete Pistone. Because I, yeah. I remember when his yep. dad came down from Chicago and won a couple of races in Thunderbirds on, you know, back That's in right. the old Grand National Circuit. I mean, uh, yep. uh, you, you couldn't do better than Pete Pistone, I would think, as a guide. Yeah, well, we got I got to talk to Pete at, at some length last night. Of course, he lives here, and it, that restaurant we went to was at his suggestion, so we got all that booked up about a month or two ago, knowing that if we didn't do it then, we would we would be eating Chicago dogs on the street if we didn't have somewhere reserved. Well, so that's not that bad either, to tell you the truth. It's not. It's not. We, did, <laughs> we actually did that also. So, you know, we, we, we covered a lot of ground, and I'm like, yeah, I love Chicago, and if uh, if you guys certainly follow the the race media and press, and, you know, they there's people that uh, – kind of gives Chicago a hard time, but no, I will me. say, we, I agree. Now, we hadn't run the first green flag lap, but if the race, if the racing is good, which I expect it to be, it's going to be, this weekend will be a huge success for Chicago. Crowds are big. I uh, read somewhere where well over half the tickets they sold, they felt like were first-time race attendees, so you got a lot of folks that hadn't been to a race, and then you got a lot of folks that have never been to a street race, which is all of it, so... <laughs> Right. I, I mean, even right now, uh, standing here today, if the racing is decent, which I expect it to be, this is going to be a huge win for Chicago, and um, which kudos to them because, you know, a lot of the, uh, unfortunately, you know, you get 
the local politicians are involved and you start start talking about closing streets and shutting down traffic and I got a lot of pushback on it and we're just hopeful that it continues to go well uh, which it looks as though it will and I know there's some opt-ins and opt-outs for future years here but if the racing here is like I said it's, it's decent I would expect this they would want this to be a return event just based on the crowds that we're seeing even this morning uh, in the hotels and restaurants. So, you know, Chicago didn't invent street racing. It's done all over the world. So, you know, it's not something that, that can't be done. But they've done a hell of a job with it up to this point. So over the next couple of days, they're able to kind of maintain, you know, what they've been able to do thus far. I think it's going to be a huge success. And wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, if they try to keep this date uh, because other folks that see this street course in other major cities, uh, you know, I think they're going to want to have it. Uh, so Ryan, if, if I, I can interject for just a second. Sure. Uh, this is Greg again. Uh, you are so knowledgeable of the sport and so aware of everything that goes on. You need to be a pit road reporter on <laughs> TV. I'm being, I mean, I, I'm being serious. I am. I know. Yeah, but I mean, that's not a bad idea, you know. I talked to. It's uh, a good idea. I talked to. Uh, I saw Brad Doherty this morning and some of the NBC guys. So maybe next time I run into them, I'll flip my resume and see if they'll let me hold the microphone. Well, I'll sign it. I, I, I can <laughs> help it in any way because there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, yeah. you, you, you need to be on TV doing this stuff. Ryan, we didn't. Uh, we weren't able to talk to Dave Marcus, and I, he's not going to call in, it looks like. And if he does, I'm not going to answer it because I don't answer the phone when I'm doing an interview. But you just made a comment, and I was going to bring – I was going to – I have a lot of fill to do after your segment's over. And um, you mentioned something – I don't know if this is exactly what you said, but it was something about a, the first street race or, or, you know, this was the the first auto race. And I just had to look it up to confirm it. But the first auto race in the United States was on Thanksgiving Day, 19, um, 1895, and they raced from Chicago to uh, Evanston, which is right, okay. up, right up the lakefront. Uh, I think about, I don't know, maybe I'd say 20 miles, maybe less than that. Not as far from here right. to Greenville, uh, Evanston, and probably most famous for uh, Northwestern University. We used to go up there and watch a lot of their football games. but the, And it was snowing. And it, I, I, there were only five wow. or six entries, and I think only two finished with average speed was about 20-something miles an hour in the snow. So, uh, That's crazy. First street race in the history of the United States was right there in Chicago. So you talk about going back. Um, they go back to the beginning. That goes yeah. way back, Barry. Well, that, that's I mean, definitely something to keep in mind because you know we're standing the haulers here parked right here on lakeshore drive they just due to the layout of the facility the cup haulers and infinity haulers you know park as close to lake michigan as you can get and then the track is on the on the city side so we to think that you know once upon a time they were running up and down lakeshore and that was next to nothing over there is, is actually pretty cool because it's definitely scenic to where i mean the haulers are parked on lakeshore and you you're 10 steps away from the lake, and there's tons of folks out there. And, uh, so that, that's that's pretty cool that that was what they would call the first auto race, and then they come back with the street race. And they're, gonna, they're not putting cars on Lakeshore Drive, uh, but they are going down Columbus, which is technically, you know, a, a city block or two on the city side. So, yeah. and, and they will come down Michigan, 
uh, for a pretty good portion, which that in and of itself is a pretty major undertaking to close off you know, those sections around Michigan Avenue. Well, you, there, but, uh, you can dazzle them with this at dinner tonight. Um, the winner of that first race, and I, I actually you may have even heard of this guy. There was His brother had a car named after it. Um, his name was Frank Durier, and he drove a Durier. And uh-huh. the, the round, the, the course from Chicago to Evanston, back to Chicago, was 52.4 miles, and they did it. And I don't have an average speed, but they did it in 10 hours and 23 minutes in the snow. Yeah, well, that's you know, probably pretty decent uh, last time. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm not sure. They'll do about a minute and a half here, I think. So, uh, they, uh, they only did one. They only did one lap, and if I'm not mistaken, and I've read about this before, um, the winning car uh, had to make like an hour pit stop in Evanston at a blacksmith's shop to get something, uh, some part repaired or made or something. It was it was crazy, but Chicago sounds like gun smoke or something. Yeah, yeah. Chicago goes of, back to the start. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of racing I could do. You know, you stop for an hour, get get something to eat, get a drink, and then get back on the track hours so i could do that ryan what about uh now jeremy's got a new sponsor for this week and a really sharp looking car can you talk about yep. that i can't um alliance driveaway solutions and I, I may have told you guys the story before but we were coming back from phoenix and uh happened to be sitting beside tate Wada, who owns uh, alliance driveaway and uh he'd done some sponsorship in arca and they were out in phoenix for the race so we had four hours to kill coming back to Phoenix, but by the time we landed, I had him signed up for uh, at least one primary sponsorship, and he's done some associate sponsorships, and uh, got a great business. They're based out of Charlotte, uh, and it's become a good a good friend of this race team and fans, so he's been very supportive. So this is his first foray as a primary sponsor, so he's got that black and yellow card looked off the shark, which... Uh, you know, everybody calls it the bumblebee, so I hope that bumblebee will be fast. But Tate got in yesterday and joined us for dinner, and he's a former racer. I think he races late models. He's done some sponsorship on the artist side. Just a big supporter, so I know Jeremy and Tony and their whole team are, are thrilled to have him on board and involved. So he's got some of his friends and family out this weekend, so we're going to make sure we show them a good time So. Hopefully we'll, we'll see that Alliance driveway solutions on the car. You know, uh, more this year's kind of locked up, but more you know next year we're hoping to get those guys on some additional cars. And uh, it's just it's great to have them. And we sure would like to park in the victory lane for them. That'd be special. Well, now if I read this correctly earlier this week, uh, uh, the Alliance. He got that name from up in the Asheville area from. Uh, I think he was a big fan of Robert Presley or maybe knew him or something. And Robert Presley's car was sponsored by Alliance something or other. I remember the car. exactly right. I don't remember exactly what Alliance was, but he, I think he said something like, if he was ever going to sponsor a car, it was going to be Alliance. So I guess he named his business Alliance, and uh, it's it's come around. He did. He's uh, good friends with actually Robert Presley, and I I mentioned Brad Doherty, and those guys were good buddies to him and Brad and all the Presleys. When he started that company, the reason that he used the name Alliance is uh, that was 
one of the Presley's main sponsors, which was uh, Alliance Tractor Trailer, I think yeah. Driving School or something yep. along those lines. But yeah, that's exactly exactly what he did. So he's wanting to do, uh, probably not too early in the day, he's wanting to do a throwback to that Alliance guitar scheme, uh, possibly Darlington or somewhere. So that's kind of in the works. But yeah, you're exactly right. That's kind of where his racing roots go back to is, uh, is he ran around with those guys on the racing circuit years ago and it's still heavily involved so it's really cool to see. Well you call it a bumblebee or you or the the press or whatever is calling it a bumblebee, but I think the actual uh and, and when I saw the sponsor and the paint job and everything, I think that's supposed to look like a road or a parking lot because the colors are black like the asphalt right. and the white and yellow, you know, would be the striping on the road or the parking lot or whatever and uh, yeah. uh I think that's actually where the, the colors came from. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. I, I actually I didn't get a chance to go by the shop uh, last week, so I didn't actually see it in person until they were unloading yesterday. Pushing the car through check, it, it looked really good. So I'll, I'll get you guys good pictures of it here. Well, here's what you can do, and uh, this is just as one of your humble unpaid employees, but. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you see about if you cut us a deal on the parking lot here? Because I think it could use a coat or something. Yeah, yeah. We could, uh, it definitely does. I need to get, uh, I guess it's the county there to fix the road there. Cause that's, that's a mess right there with the road transitions. But I'll put some calls into them. If they could fix the pavement on the road, that, that would help too. We, we could get it done. Well, I can tell you that when I saw the sponsor in the paint job, I said, oh, boy. I can't let Ryan Delaney off the hook this easy. I got to bring up that parking lot again, cause now we're now we got a direct connection, and you're flying all over the country with the guy. I think you, uh, I think he, he'll cut you a deal. That's just a guess. Yeah, yeah. We we can certainly find out. That's for sure. All right. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I, no, I actually I did. No, I, <laughs> no, that's not a problem at all. I appreciate you guys. Who you got in the studio there with Greg? Greg and uh, Ronnie are here. And, and okay. I'll tell you, watching Ronnie get across that parking lot every every Saturday morning, it's pretty rough on the eyes. And he, he could use a, uh, a smoother runway and a, one, even a, a big blue uh, square in the middle of one of the spots. So, uh, Well, if he gets Daredevil to come in there, he could Daredevil will carry him across the parking lot. He could bring him in there, right? Well, that's right. They're uh, they're. Uh, <laughs> They're, I have, they're a heck of a duo, as we've seen. Uh, I think they go out to a movie every week and always show up, it seems like, at Rockers. I'll, I'll help you find it. great to see those guys. Ryan, I'll help you find it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it taken care of. We'll, we'll, Ryan, we'll Ryan, get it handled. Ryan, I really appreciate you calling in or, or, or coming on, that's what I meant to say, because uh, we did sort of have a problem there with uh, – with Dave Marcus, but that's all right. He's a good guy. We may have him on next week. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'm sorry he didn't make it, but it gave extra time for you, and I have really enjoyed talking to you. And I'm telling you what, you just did a great job. I, uh, you, you got a, you got something to fall back on, uh, as Greg said. I think you're a good pit road reporter and uh, and correspondent. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and I'll, I'll uh, I sent, uh, we got stopped by the CBS affiliate yesterday to discover the. So I actually did a TV spot yesterday for about a 36 second uh, local CBS affiliate spot. So I'll forward that to you. And then you'll see why I'm better on the radio than I am on TV because I didn't have a hair and makeup person before I went on. So <laughs> is, uh, I, I, I'm better suited for radio than TV. I just put it that way. 
CBS still Channel 2 in Chicago? It is, yep. It was uh, Channel 2 we were out yesterday uh, talking to folks. They used to have an anchor at 6 o'clock named Joan Esposito. And this was 40 years ago when I was up there. And she was drop-dead gorgeous, and her husband was a member of the rock group Sticks. Okay, yeah. And she had this raven black hair and just, good grief, she was beautiful. And uh, I'll never forget it. I mean, an anchor yeah. from 40 years ago, and I still know it was Joan Esposito. I, I was watching well, Sticks this morning. It wasn't it wasn't Joan yesterday, but uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it I, wasn't it wasn't terrible. I'll just put it that way. I never saw her on the street. She was behind the desk. But Ryan, thank you so right. much for coming on, and this has been great. And uh, uh, man, we're all going to be watching. I can't wait to get home. I think I'm. I think Joe is going to uh, dine with us at Applebee's, and we'll have it on the TVs yeah. there. And um, of course, I'm I'm going to get home as soon as I can after that, and it's going to be all Chicago for the next two days. Well, good. I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, as always, thanks for everything that y'all do. It's uh, and I told Pete Bassoni and Mike Bagley that we've got the best local racing show in the entire country on our station, and they and uh, I made sure that they definitely would tune it in when they could, and we'll maybe try to have those guys on sometime. But we went into pretty in-depth conversations on what we do, or what you guys do with our racing show all season long and uh they were impressed to say the least so well we'd love to have either one of them we'd love to have them on that would be great and granny just showed me he's a uh, he's watching practice on his phone over here so uh we're all yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get back to it myself uh, they only had 50 minutes so it's gonna be wrapping up here shortly and roll into qualifying so hopefully we'll put a good lap down and uh see where we finish and uh talk to you guys uh when it's over, it's not before. Well, maybe might have have you on again next week from Atlanta or something to tell us about. We, you know, you just keep you go to the race every week. You may find yourself on the radio more than you want to be. So uh, appreciate it. That's okay. It. That's okay. <laughs> it, it doesn't pay great, but it's it's all right. Well, yeah. uh, Deb will be down there with you next week, so we'll have two two sets of boots on the on the ground. Yep. Appreciate it, Ryan. Uh, yep. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you very Bye much. Now. Bye. Well, that's the boss. He's such a good guy. He is a great guy, and uh, he's amazing. How much more? I wouldn't say that was very subtle with the parking lot <laughs> pitch I just did because uh, he, the, the car sponsored by a paving company. So what can I say? Uh, we got a parking lot looks like the craters of the moon, and um, I don't know how much the county is going to help out with the road, but uh, uh, the parking lot would be a whole lot better off with a coat of blacktop on it. All right, let's take a break. We're behind. We'll come back and finish this thing up. You are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $199 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. 
Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you're not there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That's why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you'll ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, financial advisor Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janney Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-size color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to the final segment. The last six minutes, as a matter of fact, of Start Your Engines. And uh, let me do the TV one more time. There's not that much of it. Uh, Of course, right now, Xfinity practice and qualifying is on until 1 o'clock, and that is on USA from Chicago. At 1.30 is uh, cup practice and qualifying. That's from 1.30 to 3.30. 
from Chicago, and uh, the, both of those are on USA. We can throw in here at 245 on Peacock will be IndyCar qualifying, and that's from Mid-Ohio. So um, get your Peacock out if you want to see the IndyCars in there. That's exciting. I mean, they're flying around that big road course. I think it's about four miles. Um, Xfinity raced in will be pre-race at 4.30. The race is at 5, and that will be live on USA from Chicago. Then Sunday morning at pre-race at 7.30, the race at 8.55, we have the um, Formula One Grand Prix of Austria, and that will be on ESPN. Then the IndyCar race will be at uh, 1.30, the pre-race. The race is at 2, and that is on USA. And when it is over and after the uh, post-race show, come on over to at 5 o'clock uh, to NBC. Go from USA to NBC at 5 for the uh, cup race. And it's all going to be wacky, exciting. You've been watching a little, little of it over there, Ronnie. And uh, um, does it look like the rain's playing any part in it at all? It does not appear so. If it is if it is still raining, it has to be a light mist. All right. Got to thank Lanny before uh, we get away from here. And, Lanny, we're going to, Greg and I, drop by the flash drive to get caught up on that after the show's over. Lanny maintains the Budmore Engineering website, does our podcast, and he tells us when we're not on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Lanny does it all. Lanny does it all, and we appreciate everything he does and, and even the uh, new uh, um, website for the radio show. And I've also got an answer to your question off the air. What was my question? Robin Leach. Robin Leach. Robin Leach. That's right. Oh, oh, who hosted oh, Lifestyles oh, of Richard Plant? Ben, Ben's were talking crazy, like, like I say. This doesn't have, well, it does. He is in Chicago, matter of fact. Tomorrow, July 2nd, is Richard Petty's birthday. Well, there the you king. go. How old is he? See if you can find out. I haven't it. looked that up. Well, it shouldn't be too hard. I can't. I'd say he's 88 or 89. Uh, quickly, I was going to talk a little bit about Chicago. I uh, don't have as much time as I thought. Got about three minutes, but. Uh, of course, they got the other track out at Joliet that he raced on for, for quite a few years. And I liked that track because it didn't have a backstretch. It had a long, sweeping 85. Curve. He's 85. That's a little. Uh, yeah, he must That's have been about born, right. born in 38. So 37. 37. All right. Well, I know he was always uh, celebrating his birthday down there. Is today July 2nd? No, today's Day the 1st. July 2nd is the day that fireball roberts passed away oh man and swede savage that's right swede savage from his accident in indianapolis in 73 and of course fireball lasted 39 days after his uh and both of them both of them drove for bud moore uh at one time or another they sure did convertibles or whatever so um all right but getting back to chicago they raced uh at joliet for a few years i don't know what they're doing with that track now i don't know why they wouldn't put an indycar race there or something uh they race at soldier field and back in the 50s, early 50s, mid-50s, Andy Granatelli sponsored the races there. It was called the Hurricane Hell Drivers or something like that. And he got all these drivers from all over the country and hot rods to come there, including this bunch from California with names like Dick Rathman and Jim Rathman and Parnelli Jones. All them unknown. Troy Rutman. Well, they were then, but when they got to, when they got to Soldier Field, they weren't unknown anymore. That's really what They're superstars. They're legends. John Hunter Nemechek got to throw out the first pitch last night for the Cubs. Well, what did he pick? What was it? It was a ball. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So then Chicago has been, uh, here's another thing, you will see this, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have a tradition where the winner of one of these races jumps into big fountain there, and it is huge, and it's called Buckingham Fountain. And do you remember a singing group in the 60s that had a song called Kind of a Drag? Yep. That's the, the Buckingham. That was named after the fountain. And the Buckinghams I did not know Chicago. that. Yep, I, did. I like what you, the song you just played, The Rolling Stone. Yeah, well, that was. Uh, they was knighted. Fire me up. They were? They were, yeah, they all were knighted. Oh, oh they not were, recently. They were from Liverpool. Well, I know, but I didn't know if that was happened yesterday or a long time ago. A long time ago. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we got Chicago. Uh, I got a million Chicago stories. I don't have time to tell any of them. I will tell you this. When I was in the Secret Service, we had a taxi cab. That it was a checker, and we used to do drug deals. And oh, any, well, we didn't do that much drugs. We bought. We, we bought. Counterf- <laughs> I'm certainly glad you didn't do much drugs. <laughs> we, we, we bought counterfeit money and stolen government checks and credit cards and stuff like that. And we'd uh, take it, and we were do- <laughs> the drugs. We were doing it. Uh, we used it for surveillance. Usually, we did do some deals actually in the, the cab, but we would use it surveillance because there's cabs everywhere. Yeah. But then when the, it was over and we did whatever we were going to do, uh, you know, we would. Um, I, I remember a couple of times I would be driving back to the office, which wasn't that far away on Dearborn Street there in the Dirksen Federal Building, and we would um, we'd get hailed. <laughs> and so we'd pull over, or I'd pull over, whoever, everybody did it. And we'd they'd say, take us to the Drake Hotel or something. We'd take them to the Drake and, you know, do the thing with the flag on the, the meter and all yeah. that stuff. And uh, they'd say, uh, you know, how much is it? Ah, uh, welcome to Chicago. No charge. <laughs> and they thought we had the nicest, one, most wonderful city in the world because the cab drivers didn't always charge it. They didn't know they were getting uh, on a surveillance vehicle for the Secret Service. We got about ten seconds left. Greg, great to have you back. Get us a guest next week that'll show up. Ronnie, good to have you back. Uh, great to be here and happy Fourth of July, everybody. Happy Fourth of July and uh, be careful with your fireworks. Uh, light fuse, retire quickly. That's all don't, I can say. Yes. Don't forget the last word. Well, hurry up and say it. Natalie, get our table ready. Okay, we're on the way, Natalie, and uh, we got through it. Rough start, good finish. In the meantime, the rest of you, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. We are what you need to know. Huge breaking NBA news. Multiple outlets have just reported the